When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hey, you guys. Welcome to episode 27 of Really Riley. I'm doing this one early. Usually I do my podcast on Wednesdays, but seeing as how the event that I'm about to talk slash kind of bitch about happened over the weekend, and I kind of want to talk about it while it's fresh on my mind. Now, you guys, you know this is my place where I talk about single mom life. I talk about my workouts and fashion and dating and all the things in my life. And the reason I want to preface this whole podcast with saying I'm going to do my best to not sound like an uber bitch here and one that's just completely scorned and bitter. I'm going to do my best. I can't promise anything, you guys. But I, hence the name Really Riley, I always like to keep it real. And I'm going to do just that. Hopefully this doesn't sound horrible, but here it is, you guys. I got stood up over the weekend. As you guys know, if you listen to this podcast or you listen to The Kane Show, I don't have luck with dating at all. Like, There's so many factors that go into me dating somebody because I have my son full time. Like this is, you know, he's always with me. So in order to go out and date and meet somebody, I have to get a sitter or I have to have a window that I don't have to be at work. And then, you know, it's money for a sitter. So it's not just a fly by the seat of my pants type situation where I can just go off and meet somebody and forge a relationship, you know, then add in where, you know, I'm at the stage in life where I don't really date just to date. I want to be able to, you know, date somebody special, but I'm open to new opportunities, blah, 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 blah. There's a lot of factors that go into me dating somebody. And as of late, I deleted my Bumble after a series of really crappy guys that came into my life and I was just tired of it. Well, this weekend I had a little bit of time and uh, there was a guy that had hit me up that had been trying to take me out for like two, three weeks. And he was really sweet, always trying to find different options for me to hang out. Maybe we go to lunch, maybe we get a coffee after your workout or whatever. Like super sweet person. You know, he's a teacher, so he's a professional. You know, we talked on the phone a good amount of time and had really great conversations. Because I always have a rule when I before I will even consider meeting somebody. And it might sound strange to some people, but I have to talk to you on the phone before I meet you. There's none of this just texting back and forth on Bumble or in your DMs and then all of a sudden I'll meet you. Because if I, I mean, I talk for a living for goodness sake. So if I can't have a good conversation with you for 20 minutes and at least maybe smile and or chuckle once, eh, sorry, it's not worth spending the $100 to get a sitter. Just, that's just me. So this guy asked me this weekend, you know, would you be interested in going out this weekend? When can I meet you? And I'm like, okay, let me give in. Let's, let's try. Let's just put the toe out in the water one more time and see what happens. Screw it. You know, you only have one life. Well, he's like, you know, let's do a really cool date. Let's go get coffee. Let's go on this haunted hayride tour. He asked if I had ever been on one and I hadn't really been in one in a long time. So I was just like, all right, you know, I like that. I like that you're 
coming up with ideas. You're putting effort into the date. You're trying to do some cool stuff. It's not just, hey, let's go get a drink. You know, you want, he wanted it to be nice. And I was like, all right. He said, I'm completely, I'm completely comfortable with picking you up if you would like, or we can meet there. It's up to you, whatever your comfort level is. I'm like, all right, he's a gentleman. This is going well. <laughs> Until the actual date was supposed to happen. So that was like Saturday afternoon at like 12 that we were talking about going on a date. So we had planned on four o'clock Sunday. So I text him on Sunday morning. Hey, good morning. That's it. No like mean face. No, no like sad emoji. No, nothing. And he texts me back and's like, hey, I'm so sorry. I'm out at brunch with my mom and my sister. This comes into play later. And I'll call you in a few. And I'm just like, hmm, okay. You know, I don't know why you're saying you're sorry that you've gone out to lunch with them, but that's fine. This is just my neurotic brain. I will admit that I am extremely neurotic in these situations and I overthink everything. So feel free to judge me. I give you full well permission, but be gentle. So that was at 11 o'clock. I'm going about my day, running my errands, just, you know, thinking in my head what I need to do to prepare for the night before because I had work today, getting up at 4.30 in the morning. So I had to do prep for the show, get my outfit ready, walk the dog. There was stuff I had to do before I could go out. Well, 150 rolls around and I'm like, nothing from this dude. You don't know my address. We don't exactly know where we're meeting up. There's no like solidity, uh, solidity, solidity, whatever. We hadn't solidified anything except for a time and kind of what we were doing. So this might have been bitchy of me, perhaps, but I sent him a text. I said, so dot, dot, dot. This is my pet peeve. Immediately back, he texts back and said, hey, sorry, we're still here thinking around four slash five. Four slash five. Okay, we had agreed, not asking. We had agreed on four. So now it's not, hey, can we do this around five, running a little bit late, just four dash five. So am I supposed to wait around with wait around for just an hour? Uh, literally three seconds after he sends that first text, he sent another text that said, something happened don't know if you'll believe me, but that was it. Something happened. Don't know if you'll believe me, but <sighs> that's like what the, all I, all I could muster at that moment. So I picked up the phone and called him because this is what I do. I call people. I have actual normal conversations. Well, he didn't answer. Surprise, surprise. Shocker there. So then I texted him back and I said, something happened. What does that even mean? Question mark. Nothing. So then I texted him back. I said, hello? Question mark. Nothing. So an hour later, when we're supposed to meet up in an hour, I said, you know what? I'm good. Enjoy your Sunday. Nothing. Crickets. All right. I tried really, really hard like not to be an uber bitch and just let it go at that point and say, okay, well, you know what? Fate sucks. This is the universe giving me a sign. It is what it is. But I couldn't let it go. So 30 minutes later, I said, super disrespectful, so I think you should lose my number. I was upset at this point. I am not going to lie to you and say I didn't call my mom and have a 45-minute conversation where I was kind of crying. Now, mind you, before you think that I am some sort of psycho that cries because somebody, like, 
ditches me on a first date and I don't know why. It's not that. It's just the cycle of crappy people that I've had coming in and out of my life and the uber disrespect that it is to not even have the courtesy to pick up the phone and give me an explanation of why. Especially when you know I'm a single mom, you know that my time is really limited and I think anybody's time is valuable. And because it's me, I'm going to say my time is valuable. And I was just hurt because I'm just like, this sucks to feel so rejected and just why. You never just understand why it's like when is it going to be my time and I know that's super went wet and I try not to be that way but I just that it sucked I felt super super down in the dumps so I'm just like well I'm not going to be that person that sits around here and waits until four or five o'clock to see if you want to hang out so I was like I'm just going to make the most of the rest of this Sunday I love going to movies by myself so I'm like I'm going to go see the Ryan Gosling movie because who doesn't love staring at him I'm going to go see first man let me get out the house let me just pull it together And go to Target, get some candy, stuff my face with chocolate and Swedish fish, greatest candy ever, and just turn this around. So I go into Target to get my candy, (laughs) and it seems super ironic that this song was playing because I'm all about, you know, omens and signs and music is my jam, hence my son's name is Lyric, and I hear No Doubt Sunday Morning playing. Remember this one? Appropriately named. Sing to me, Gwen. Now, listen, I'm not trying to say, like, I knew this guy so well or we had this, like, super relationship and I'm brokenhearted over him because that's what that song's about. It, but it's just funny that it's just like, oh, I thought I knew, you know, you'd be a nice guy. And guess what? You're not. Ironic that that song came out at that time. And I get my candy. I get my chocolate. I'm walking down the aisle of Target. And I must have looked like the saddest person alive with my puppy eyes from crying and like chocolate in hand because this lady in Target just gave me this look and also I'm jamming out to this Gwen Stefani song and she just gave me this look like you poor poor soul like the, it was the the like ultimate look of pity for me and in that moment I was like excuse my French but fuck this I am not feeling this way I am not gonna allow this person to do this to me no 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 so I go in, I'm enjoying my Ryan Gosling movie. It was actually a really good movie, First Man. I, I definitely recommend you go see it. Made me a little dizzy in the cinematography, but it was a really good movie. So I leave the movie, and there is a missed call from Homeboy. After I had told him to lose his number. Now, mind you, this was at 8.44 p.m., five hour after we were supposed to hang out. And I'm going to go ahead and read some of the text. Not, not all of it, just because I, even though I'm being a bitter Betty right now, I don't really want to put all of his business out there. But the text read, I I just called to explain. I'm sorry again. And then he gave the situation that happened with a friend and there was an emergency and he was trying to help out. He said, it's been an insane day. I'm now home and exhausted. Give me a call if you can. I hope you know I'm not kidding. This is not an excuse. I really had to do that. Go help out with the, you know, emergency or whatever. And I know I sound like an ass that I'm just like, oh, you had an emergency? Whatever. Meh. 
It's not like that. Like the fact that you're texting me to tell me you're exhausted after a day after I was crying and I was upset and just felt like garbage because you didn't. Hold on. Let me breathe because I'm really sounding like an evil, evil scorned woman right now. So I'll read you the text that I sent back to him because at first I wasn't going to say anything. I was like, there's nothing left to say here. It's fine. The only thing I'm going to do right now is be ugly. Again, I talk for a living. So if I want to make you feel bad for making me feel bad, I can. Trust me. Trust and believe. But so I just sent him a text saying, I respect the fact that you did what you needed to do. However, what you failed to do is give me the respect of a two minute phone conversation to explain what was going on and not five hours later. I feel like anyone deserves that courtesy, but that's just me. So now I'll ask that you give me the respect of not contacting me again. Some people think that that was a little bit of a harsh response because I'm just shutting the door before I even had, you know, heard what he had to say. And I'm just like, I don't know, like, because to me, I just I'm all about signs and I have ignored the signs in my life before. And I just feel like, okay, if you had an emergency where you had to go help somebody out and especially the nature of said emergency, I could understand that if you like, don't don't you tell me. That there wasn't two minutes in the day that you could have pulled yourself aside or told your friends and said, hey, you know what? I basically stood this girl up. Please let me let me call her and let her know what's going on and what happened. Nada. Nothing. Until you get home and then you five hours later you expect it all just to be okay. So then this morning I get a text from him after I said don't contact me again. And he just basically said, totally, just totally respect whatever you want. Just wanting to send the last text saying, again, I'm sorry. If you knew what happened yesterday, it honestly wasn't on my radar to contact you. But if I, I get it. If I blew it, I understand. Just wanted to say I'm sorry again. I won't contact you again, but I just wanted to say it again. And then my psycho ass out of that, what I read is it wasn't on your radar to contact me. Now, mind you, I am concerned because it's like it obviously seems like it was something really bad. There must have been something horrific that went down. So I get that it seems kind of cold that I, you know, I'm really ready to snip it off and just don't want to hear anymore. I just don't want to hear what he has to say. And maybe that's wrong. Maybe that is the real reason why I'm going to be single for forever, because I just shut shit off when it doesn't go my way. I don't want to go that far. I think I have been burned enough and ignored enough red flags that now when there's red flags, I just don't deal. I just don't go for it because I have so much going on in life that I don't have time for heartbreak. I do not have time to feel the way that I felt yesterday, rational or not rational. I don't have time for it. So if you're that person that made me feel that way and didn't have me on your radar to call, still or you know what I mean? Just didn't have a few seconds in the day to tell me what was happening because did you really think that... I would have answered after you left me there for five hours. And this wasn't even, you know, it was it was for a friend of yours that you were helping out with an emergency, which I guess, you know, friends are family too. So that point that I was about to make doesn't even really matter. But I guess I'm just, I'm torn as to whether or not to even hear the man out because I'm a person that doesn't like to just leave things unsaid, but I feel like it should be unsaid because all of the shit that I just said to you in this podcast, I don't really want to say to him. I don't really want to rehash. I don't really want to whatever. We haven't even met yet. So it's not even like, I'm not crying, y'all. I have a cold. It's not even like, you know, it's really that big of a deal. Tomorrow it will be over. But again, it's just like, to me, I feel like a lot of respect is dead when it comes to dating right now. Because a guy that ghosted me prior actually said to me at one point, you know what? Ghosting people or, you know, just kind of not giving common courtesy people is so easy in today's dating world because your your next relationship is one swipe away.
The next person, the next best thing, the greener grass and better pastures is one swipe away. I don't think it was this. It was a little it was a little weird that you were out to brunch and then all of a sudden something happened and some I don't know, you know what I mean? Like I don't know what I don't know what happened there. And again, I don't really want to psychoanalyze it over and over and over again. So I feel like even if this relationship blossomed into something, I feel like I would always wonder what the F happened in that first date. Blech. So you guys, I want to know what you guys have done if you've ever been <laughs> stood up. This sounds, this feels so high school or college. But you know, what did you do? Did you give him a second chance? Did you do what I want to do and say, see you later, fuck boy, bye? Let me know. Make me feel less alone and neurotic. Please, you guys, hit me up on social at Riley Couture. That's R-I-L-E-Y-C-O-U-T-U-R-E. That's at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then Snapchat is at Radio Recon. I am going to get off my bitchy soapbox, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to Really Riley. (sighs) I actually feel a little bit better about this whole situation having vented to you. Love you guys. I'll see you next week.